The Red 78. I think it's important that people don't expect too much because it takes time when you come back. It's not just the injury, it's all the other stuff. Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. As I said a little bit earlier on, the back page headlines are all suggesting that it's Arriva Derchi for Antonio Conte after uh, the team was booed off at halftime and again boos um, in the uh, Spurs Stadium last night. Martin Lipton is with us to talk to us about this. Martin, good morning to you. Good morning. Is there any way this isn't the end for not just Conte, but maybe some of the most important figures in Spurs history? Well, we'll see about the latter, but for the former, yeah, he's gone. The question is when. Do they let it drag on to the end of the season? Inevitably, inexorably falling apart further and further? Or do they act now and get in either next season's manager, who I still suspect will be Maurizio Pochettino, or if they can't get him immediately, you know, let Ryan Mason take it over? There is no appetite from any fan, I don't think, for it to continue. More importantly, there's no appetite from the manager for it to continue. He even said that himself, didn't it? Well, maybe they can, you know, agree for it to happen sooner. I mean, we know what's happening now. The game's up. Let's just, I think they should just bite the bullet and do it now. But I'm not, I'm not Daniel Levy. Um, he might think, well, we're going to pay him for two months anyhow. We might as well keep with him for two months. But I wouldn't. Yeah, the, the, uh, there's still a really good chance that they could finish in the top four. Like that's not ridiculous at all. If if you know if they had a manager who was fully tuned in and they had a plan and they had something that was forward looking and everybody was rallying around, like the form of the other teams around them is not so amazing that you couldn't see a situation where they could squeak into top four, which would be transformational when it comes to the summer and trying to sign players. So there's actually a lot to play for. And that's why I think they should do it now. Um, I don't think necessarily that a change of manager would spark a resurgence of form, but it might do. And it's preferable to this just creeping sludge which is enveloping the entire squad and team and club and fan base. Uh, and it is unfixable. It's, you know, sometimes things be, reach a tipping point. And I thought before last night that it would be a defining moment that either, you know, they won and he'd go through at the end of the season or they'd go out and they would have to get rid. And that, I, I think, is what has, has happened now. Uh, that performance was pitiful from start to finish. And that comes from the manager. He sets the tempo. He sets the approach. There was no tempo. There was no approach. It was the same tedious, stultifying, boring rubbish that has been actually the hallmark of the entire season. That's the issue, Martin, isn't it? Like, the results, yet yeah, have been per. Uh, in stretches but the performances and, and trying to watch Spurs has been a chore because uh, and you can sense it with the fans as well there was times during the match last night you could hear the players on the pitch because the atmosphere was so poor so clearly there's a disconnect well, they, there they have no faith in, in, in what they're watching and you can understand why I don't think Tottenham have played well this season all season they've had the odd game but they haven't had a, a run of form we thought yeah, actually they're playing quite well now now look yes it hurts when you lose Ben Tanko as your best midfielder yes you could do with the goalkeeper. But that's not the reason they didn't win yesterday. They didn't win yesterday because they didn't have the spark or ingenuity. And let's be honest, they were lucky to get away with a nil-nil. I mean, Milan, who are not a good team and will go out in the next round, were infinitely better over the two legs. And they're not very good. 
you you were making the point there. You, you get the new manager in, and, and if it's going to be Pochettino, would there be any barrier to them getting Pochettino or Tuchel now? What like what would prevent them if they're going to do this business in the summer? Give that manager the opportunity to get the team into the Champions League. The only barrier is if they didn't fa- fancy doing it. You know, there's nothing to stop them. They're both available. They're both unemployed. They're both waiting for a call from a club. Some of they may decide it's too late to come in now. And we risk being reputationally damaged in terms of what we can do uh, with this bunch of players. Or, or they may not trust the owner to give them enough money to buy more players, different players, in the summer. We don't know. I mean, the one thing you know is that Pochettino is aware of exactly what Daniel Levy is all about. They are still on good terms. Um, and it will galvanise, I wouldn't say every fan, because that's not true, but it would galvanise, I suspect, the majority of the supporters if Pochettino came back. Peter Crouch now, made, sorry, Martin, Peter, Peter Crouch made the point after the game last night, and it was a very valid one, that what is the purpose and point of resting players in the FA Cup against Sheffield United for the Premier League and for the Champions League if you're going to go out and perform like that? Like, some of the team selections have been a bit bonkers from the outside looking in. Well, if you say that, but you look at the team he picked against Sheffield United, and that should have been comfortably good enough to beat Sheffield United reserves, particularly given the bounce the team was, should have been in after beating Chelsea the previous Sunday. But it's not your strongest uh, team. Does. Spurs haven't won a trophy in so long. Put out yeah, your but strongest they team. it shouldn't have mattered because that should have been good enough. And they did pick the first team against Wolves and they did pick the first team against Milan, a version of it. But at some point, the players, certain players, have got to start taking responsibility for their inaction or their failures or their disappointment. Son has been very poor this season. He's been outstanding for Tottenham for eight years, but this season he's been really poor. Richarlison's moaning, and I understand why he might moan. He scored two goals all season. It's not enough. Um, Kulisewski, since he came back from the injury, has not been the player he was before the injury. Now, maybe that's because he tried to get back too early and has suffered as a consequence. Um, Romero is a red card waiting to happen every single game. He doesn't. He doesn't think he's a, he's a World Cup winning defender. He's an outstanding player, you would say, and yet he's a liability. And that red card, just like the one against Manchester City, you knew it was coming before his first booking. Like you mentioned, Kulusevski. Granted, as you say, his form hasn't been great this season. But when Spurs need a goal, as they did last night. What what's Conte doing taking off a player like Kulusevsky for for a defender in Davinson Sanchez? Like you could sense by the Spurs fans' reaction in the stadium as well. They were like, "Well, what's going on here?" Like sh- some of the in-game decisions are raising eyebrows. I feel Martin. I sort of understand why that was because the one thing you couldn't afford was to overcommit when you haven't got when you remember when you didn't have Dyer on the pitch before it started and you'd already taken Emerson off, so you had no natural defenders on the pitch, and that more likely you'd be exposed on the counter if you overcommit. So I, I, I sort of get that tactically, albeit you send it on Davison Sanchez, which is another issue altogether. Um, but it it played to the, the feelings of the fans that, once again, he's a defensive, boring, not interested in playing football type of coach. I don't actually believe that. But I do think, and I said, I, I think actually there is there were sound tactical reasons for that swap. It just... It doesn't look that way if you don't score. Uh, to go back to what might happen now, I, uh, just thinking about it, 
one of the reasons maybe you don't want to come in yet is because you're not sure if Harry Kane will stay or leave in the summer and if you're the manager who comes in now then it'll look like your decision or you've been influencing or been unable to influence Harry Kane to stay so perhaps you want to come in after that decision has been made and then be free of any association with that decision No because everyone in the world knows it's Harry Kane's decision you know like if he decides he wants to stay then he stays if he decides he wants to go, he tells Daniel Levy he wants to go. No manager can alter that because we, we, we've been here before. Um, I wouldn't blame Kane if he had enough, to be honest. Uh, where he want to go, where he could go, now, I, mean, I think United are having a little push at it. Let's see. Um, a few weeks ago, I thought Kane was going to stay. I think things were in the right direction. Now I suspect it, it, it may have changed again. He really, in his heart of hearts, wants to t- stay at Tottenham. But... Two years ago, he felt he couldn't stay. And that's why he pushed for the City move. And if he has the same view this time, I don't think anyone could really blame him. If he was to, uh, say, just to play this out, say Tuchel arrives and Harry Kane decides that he wants to leave, is there still not some kind of residual sense, well, you weren't good enough to be able to convince him? Do the Spurs fans automatically give Tuchel a free pass if Kane uh, can't be convinced to stay? Whoever comes in the fans will accept that it's not the manager's responsibility or fault, I don't think. Um, you know, they could Spurs, if you remember all those years ago, got in Glenn Hoddle to try to persuade uh, Sol Campbell not to leave. And it didn't happen. And he still left. Because sometimes a player makes that decision. No one blamed Hoddle at the time. Um, who would you prefer to see? Who who would be the most likely to be successful? Because Pochettino obviously would be going back to a scenario that uh, he got burnt out in the last time. He's obviously older and wiser and, and feels like he could go back and, and deal with the powers that be in a way that wouldn't result in the same thing again. But it would be unusual enough for managers to go back somewhere when the uh, situation had ended the way it did previously. Well, I think the reality, as I've said before, that rather than sacking... Uh, Pochettino when they did they should have just given him a, a sabbatical to the end of the season and say come back in July when you're refreshed because you're absolutely shot to bits uh, after five years you were emotion- it was emotionally spent and the Champions League run basically took its toll now you could say actually in that last year before then they weren't great away form was appalling but I think there comes a point where you know, these days managers don't go on forever and there, there is a natural tipping point um, but when you come back again it, it's, a, it's a fresh start I, I would go for Pochettino. I think it would be the, the popular choice. I think it would be a right, the right choice. I think Pochettino feels his unfinished business at the club and that he can take things on. And he does come back having won trophies, which, of course, was the criticism made of him before. Now, you might say anyone can win trophies in France at PSG. Well, maybe they can. But that doesn't change the fact that he did do quite well at PSG. And he did win the league and he did take them deep into the Champions League. Sorry, Martin. If if Harry Kane does does leave for another Premier League club, say that is Manchester United, would that negatively impact his legacy with among some Spurs fans? He's clearly a club legend, but you know, you, you imagine if he heads abroad, it's not quite as as controversial as say he joins a Manchester United. Will that impact Spurs fans' feelings at all on him? Some will, but I don't think the majority will. I think the majority would accept that he's more than given of himself for a decade and that he deserves to try and win something elsewhere. Um, you know, Sheringham left and came back. Uh, and he was as welcome back as he was when he was there first time. Uh, that was admittedly a long time ago, but 
football fans haven't changed that much, have they? I, I wonder if, if Kane was to leave, would they start to build that attack around someone like Richarlison? But uh, we were talking this morning, Martin, about his um, his comments to TNT Sports Brazil after the match last night, which have been uh, picked up by a number of um, news organisations. Uh, talked about saying yesterday they asked me asked me to take a test to the gym, that if it, I, was, I was good, I would go to the game. At the time of the game, they left me on the bench. These are things that it is not possible to understand. This season, excuse the word, it's been shit because I don't have minutes. I suffered little with injury. He's clearly a frustrated figure at the moment, Richarlison. Yeah, but also it's part of it is his own responsibility. He's got, he hasn't scored a goal in the Premier League. And he hasn't really looked like scoring too many goals in the Premier League. He had one off, disallowed for offside against Fulham. That's it. He, you know, when he has had his chance, he hasn't particularly taken it. Um, you know, he had 25 minutes last night. I know it's not a lot, but what did he do in that 25 minutes? Mm. How many times this season have you watched a game with the Charleston player and thinking, oh, yeah, he, he's got to start the next game? Not many. Trouble is, there's been too many of those players, you say that. If, if Kane goes, does it spell the end for, for Kyung Min Son? Like, it, it feels a bit like Ant losing deck. No, I mean, the thing for Son is he's got to find his form. He's been really poor this season. He knows it. And it's now wearing away at him. So he's trying harder and harder and dropping deeper and deeper and actually being less effective uh, as, a, as a consequence. So he gets the old goal, but he isn't playing with anything like the, the smile on his face that we've become used to. You know, he came off the bench and scored against West Ham. And you thought, could this be the the springboard? And, and it hasn't been. Um, but he's, again, he's been there a long time. He's been there eight years. Um, I don't think there's any appetite to, to move him on at the moment but were there to be a big bid from somewhere there might be a feeling that okay it is time to, to change things up I mean football is no one goes on forever you've got to change them eventually uh, it's a question of who you bring in to, to, to fill the void well that's it really if, if you're Pochettino for example and, and you expect that Kane might leave and there's an opportunity to move Son on as well then suddenly you've got a massive amount of money plus whatever they're going to promise you you know if, and maybe you get that in writing this time if you're Pochettino or at least a text message saying no no we'll give you 100 million um, some some facts try, to try and uh, back up your arguing uh, power then you can see easily how the team would be recast next season with plenty of spending power in the summer and an attractive manager like Pochettino to bring in new talent there's no reason why Tottenham shouldn't be successful uh, in the medium to long term even in the short term I and mean, financially they're better placed than probably anybody else because of the in, the revenue that they get in and the at the moment low wages to revenue ratio of 47% the revenue is going to go up even if they're not in the Champions League they're still going to have 450 million in revenue this season they're going to have nearly 500 million in revenue you know very few teams have got that spending power that financial power and remember that the debt repayment on the stadium is only 17 million a year the capital still has to be repaid but the debt element of it is only 17 million a year so they're not in a bad place they can afford to spend a great deal more they're just at the moment choosing not to uh, the story that the Glazers perhaps deciding to not sell does this maybe flush out some other potential buyers for Spurs and, and rekindle that story or what's your view on that situation? Well if it's right that the Glazers are deciding to go to this um, latest idea I hear of uh, uh, basically hiving off the uh, commercial arm and staying with the club and, and trying to work on that which is possible then suitors who were interested in, interested in Premier League football and can't get into United, we'll think, what's the next best one that's available? And without question, the next best one that's available 
for the right price of around four billion quid, I guess, is Tottenham. So, uh, it, I mean, a good chance or like pie in the sky in your view? Well, I, I, I think that Spurs would sit, that Joe Lewis would sell, but he wants his money. Daniel, I think, think would be probably more reluctant to sell because what does he do after football? His, his football is the football club has become his life. Uh, but as I said, nothing goes on forever. There are investors who've already looked at, at Tottenham. At the moment, they're not willing, it seems, to meet the valuation. But if they're the biggest property on the market, then maybe that valuation does become more realistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, availability drives or demand drives price. So great to have you with us, Martin. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. It's Martin Lipton giving us his thoughts on the Spurs situation. And would sort Spurs out, says Lorky in our comments, setting a bomb off this morning. Celtic fans will not appreciate that. They never do. Andrew's been linked with so many jobs, so he's going to continue to be linked with every single Premier League vacancy that comes up. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.